Two sisters lived on separate sides of the states. One in NYC and the other LA. They both moved to Chicago and decided to stay. Now here's their playful podcast packed with Kid Lit Parlay. Children's books. Are they really that great? Talking children's books is with Kate and Fuse 8. Children's books. Why, what, and how? Fuse 8 and Kate will break it down for you now. So this is where it gets a little confusing. Uh-huh. So when this podcast drops, yes. you and I will have already been to Washington, D.C. for the American Library Association conference. Yeah, we had a great time. I was I was saying. <laughs> it was amazing. It was hot. Yeah, it was well, really hot. You remember that one guy who had that thing? Oh my gosh, it was that so thing. funny. I, I would post pictures, but I forgot to take photos of it. Me too, because it. it was so funny. It was amazing. You had to be there. It, you really did. You had... <laughs> You had to be there, babe. Yeah. yeah. Maybe, maybe next year. Well, next week we'll reminisce some more. Maybe with specifics. <laughs> <laughs> I think we can count on the hot part, though. I think, yeah. I think that's... Uh, well, it's going to be in the 80s. Yeah. And really anything above 50, since that's all we felt all week in Chicago. I don't understand anymore. I don't, I don't understand anything anymore. I wore my leather jacket here. I had to turn on my heater at one point. Yeah. Yeah. You know who's happy about this? My plants. My plants are thrilled. Really? So at least they're happy. Oh, okay. Yeah, not not all of them, but some of them, they're just so cheery right now. You should talk to them. They're great. So anyway. Anyway, why are we here? Uh, to discuss children's picture books. And why do we do that? We rate them on a scale. And are we good at it? No. Great. <laughs> good. We got all the, uh, you know, that's that's the, the long and the short of it then. Yeah, yeah. pretty much. So today's book uh, was proposed by our mother oh. because... And she, she proposed it. She said, you haven't done this book yet. And my reaction was, silly mother. Yes, we did. We, we did this long ago. I'm, I'm quite sure we would have done this book. And she said, oh, well, I checked your archives and I couldn't find it. And I was like, silly mother. I'll check my own archives. Oh, darn it. She's right. We have not done this book. And it is a major book. So I'm feeling a little happy that there was a major book that we, we had missed. And now we can do. Sure. So I'm going to I'm going to pull this out. You I you know there are very few books that I think you might have seen, but this one you may have seen from your own childhood. We will see. I'm gonna pull it out now. Tuesday. Bye, David Wiesner. Let's go with Wiesner. But sure. Yay, David Wiesner. Are you familiar with this book? I remember seeing the outside of it. Okay, because it was I'm, pretty ubiquitous in the 90s for I a little while I probably saw there. the inside too, but you I couldn't well. tell you okay. anything about it. Alright, well, we'll count on that because it came out in 91, so that was like peak, peak beginning of 90s and yeah. all that. Yeah, I was uh, seven. Yeah, exactly. You would have been a pretty good age for this book, actually. Yeah. yeah, but, well, a little old. A little old for it, but that's okay. You can make up for lost time now. Huh. Time. And I get it. He's got a clock it's, on the cover. Yeah, See that? It's good. It's yeah. good, right? Yeah. While Kate reads the book, I think I'll give you a little background information on why this book even exists. If you know David Wiesner, you know that he's done a lot of work over the years. E.T. sequel picture book, anyone? I'm not kidding about that. Anyway, in 1989, specifically March of 1989, uh, if you have a copy from that month, of that year, and the periodical in question that is in your hand is Cricket Magazine, 
you will see on the cover uh, a group of frogs rising up out of a swamp. So he did this cover for Cricket, and well, this is what he has to say. He says, for the Cricket cover, I showed a group of frogs rising up out of a swamp, heading off to who knows what mischief. I liked the picture a lot, and I began to like the frogs and toads themselves. They had distinct personalities. They looked pretty silly, yet up in the air, they clearly felt dignified, noble, and a bit smug. I wanted to know more about them. I wondered what happened before and after this scene. Now I could find out. And we're back. Hello. Hello. You know what we need? Yes. We need a theremin in this room. A, th a theremin? A theremin. You know the, that weird sci-fi? Yeah. That's my theremin imitation. It's it sounds nice. a lot like my playing a saw uh, imitation. It's kind of the same voice. <laughs> yeah. Uh, why? So why? You, uh, because it, I think it's appropriate for flying frogs. Yeah, I think Please. as they lift off, it, you, the sound. You're jumping clearly... ahead, though. You're jumping ahead. Oh, you're right. I'm sorry. Let's back up a bit. S start from the beginning. Can you give me like a a time, a day of the week, some something that just? Funny sort of... you should ask. Oh, okay. Because the only text in this entire book, mm -hmm. it's about it's like three pages, mm -hmm. and each one has either the day. The time, mm -hmm. or both. Mm -hmm. And so it starts off Tuesday evening around 8. So not 8 precisely. No, it's just around 8. Around 8-ish. Eight. Eight you know, I figured it out. It's when the sun goes down. And in the summertime, oh, the sun yeah. doesn't set at the same time every That's day. That's true. That is true. So it's, if we it's were, around 8. If we were a little more on the ball, we could probably figure out when the sun actually sets. And like what day of the, of the year this takes place. That'd be really hard, though. Especially if we, like, we had to look, we would have to look at, like, an almanac from, like, 1991. 1991, basically. look on a Tuesday. Right. Check but the time of sunsets in the summertime. This is for science. This, this is for accuracy. <laughs> this is for our, our listeners, Kate. We, we must... Can I just make a date up? Yeah, just make one up. July 23rd. Sounds good. Okay, so right. the illustrations are gorgeous. No, I no. I think, I mean, they are beautiful. beautiful. They're, they're my kind of art. Yeah, they're not sketchy at all. Nope. Not a hint of sketch. And yeah, and as I said, no words except for the date and the time. And it starts off with these illustrations of, um, you can tell something is coming as the sun sets and the moon starts to rise. And all of a sudden... You have the most terrifying scene. <laughs> you have the fish. There's fish that are terrified. Mm -hmm. There's flying frogs. Are they terrified? If they were terrified, they'd be swimming away. But instead, they're poking their little fishy heads out of the water. And they're hiding behind lily pads. Well, and, sure. I mean, the turtle is trying. The turtle to... is terrified. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, if you saw flying frog, are they frogs and toads or just frogs? Okay, interesting. You would say that because when he, I, in my little interlude thing on the creation of this book. He originally based this book on a cover he did for Cricket Magazine, and he said, he specifically said, I began to like the frogs and toads themselves. Mm. So it sure as heck sounds to me like he has both. I thought so, yeah. because some are green and some are brown. Yeah, exactly. So, and that's how you tell them apart, right? That's, uh, what, that's what Frog and Toad taught me, it was one's green, one's brown. I'm glad you've learned so much about science <laughs> from Frog and Toad. I'm not sure if that was the original intent. Sure. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. right, so it goes from being terrifying, mm -hmm. and then you flip the page to just being ridiculous. It's just goofy. Yeah, I mean, these, yeah. and it's because they're smiling. Like, yes. Before they weren't, 
smiling. Yeah, with they their were not open. anthropomorphized necessarily. I mean, the the turtle kind of was, but the the frogs looked still like frogs. They do look yeah. vaguely like they're smiling, and but now, now they're just their their mouths are open. They're yeah. flying around. They're having a good time. And this would be my tattoo. It would be oh. the frog chasing the bird yep. off yep. of the uh, the power line here. I can see that. And uh, I just this whole that's image. that's a good image. That yeah. would be a great tattoo. Yeah. Yeah. All right, we'll we'll get David Wiesner over here. He'll draw on your arm, and then we'll have a tattoo artist tattoo cool. it up. Cool. Okay. So it's a plan. <laughs> so yeah. So at this point, when it, when the frogs were hovering over this house, that's where I saw the brown ones. And yeah, I was you're like, right. Okay, so it you're must right. be frogs and around. toads. Right. right. So they pass this house mm. in which there's a man. It, now it says eleven twenty one p.m. Okay. This man is eating a peanut butter and jelly sandwich with a glass of milk at eleven twenty one p.m. Mm-hmm. And my thought isn't, and it's very cute. The frogs are waving as they like, yeah, like hey. pass him. But my thoughts were like all over the place on this page. Like number one, why is he up so late? Mm-hmm. Number two, what does he do for a profession? Mm-hmm. Number three, why is his toaster futuristic, but his refrigerator is from the past? Yeah. Well, maybe that is a, a toaster from the past, but it was supposed to look futuristic. Remember, they were so obsessed with the future and the past. Maybe. I have a theory as to what the answer is to your second question. What's that? I'm pretty darn sure this is David Wiesner. Oh. He sure as heck looks like him. And so my theory, I have never heard this confirmed, but my theory is that this is his cameo. Interesting. Yes. What, but why the peanut butter and jelly sandwich? Uh, you know, I've heard of this where people are like, I can't get to sleep, I'll have a midnight snack. Yeah, I've heard of the midnight yeah. snack, but it's not quite midnight. Well, maybe he went to bed And the glass of milk, I understand, but the sandwich? I don't know, people do it, Because then you gotta man. go and you gotta brush Look, your teeth, because you're gonna get jelly in your teeth. Did but... Dagwood teach us nothing? <laughs> it's, it's that people eat sandwiches in their kitchens all the time. I don't know why. And it's a very dated kitchen. I mean, even the Oh, table, yeah. No, it's retro. Yeah. Even in 1991. And the, and the curtains. Retro. Yeah, and... no. I assume he inherited this house and he just never bothered to change anything. I knew a guy like that once. I kind of so. want this house. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm with you. And the frogs are flying so fast that they run into a laundry... What do you call it? A laundry line? A, uh, a clothespin line, a... Boy, you know what? If you hadn't asked me, I could tell you exactly what that's called. A clothing pin laundry <laughs> line. Yeah, they, they run into the hanging laundry. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. I'm so glad we have yeah. a podcast where we have to talk about words Thank and things. Thank goodness. <laughs> And thank goodness we can always call upon them at a moment's notice. But yeah, they're going so fast that like clothes are, socks are flying everywhere. Frogs are hanging off the clothing line. Yeah, my question is, if you lose your lily pad, is that, are you done for the night? I think so. You just have to go home, right? Yeah, because it's the lily pads that are keeping the frogs Right, and if the lily pad drops, you're out of the game. Right. So, sorry, sucker. And if you can't get on that lily pad, you're going to have to walk home. Yep. So, and it's, it's cute because some, well, yeah, it's cute because some of them turn the, uh, the, the little, sheets little, from the closing line into capes. Little super frogs. Yeah. Super toads. And then they infiltrate this house by going through the windows. <laughs> I get the windows. Into the, through the fire. The like, fireplace, the, I do not get the that. Chimney, there's like, no way, there's no way a frog would fit through a chimney. I mean, I guess. Of course they would. I guess they would, but wouldn't they be all sooty? 
they might be a little dirty unless they, you yeah, know, the little decorative. pads, like, you know, they make sh- Oh, it could be decorative. Could I don't be. know. But then they would have closed it off. Right, know. yeah. I'm just saying. Anyway, so they, it's the home of this old woman who is fast asleep in front of the TV. And all these frogs are, like, looking at the TV. And you can tell this is an old TV because of the burnout. Yeah, I know. Um, the vacuum tubes. Yeah, it's crazy. It's got some of those in the back. But this cat... The is, cat is going to have a frog before this is having over. none of it. No, he's going to pounce very soon these they have no idea what's in store well we go from the cat who wants to eat all the frogs yes to the dog his name is rusty by the way oh really you named you named the dog i did not the dog's name is rusty how do you know this well first of all let me point out that now it is 4 38 a.m that is so late so i'm tired just hearing that number i know i'm just like i just 4 38 in the morning that was a good yawn. And uh, so the, there's this dog that wants to chase this frog. And then all the frogs gang up on the dog. And you can see on his collar, Aww. it says Rusty. It does say Rusty. I wonder if, uh, if what was his name? David? I wonder if David had he a dog. He probably did have a dog named like Rusty. Like this. And, and Rusty. Yeah. I, and, you know, just like this dog, it was eaten by frogs. It's kind of a tragic tale. <laughs> Rusty think about versus it. the amphibians? Yeah. <laughs> Who knew they ate meat? Dog meat. <laughs> gross. It is so gross. And then you can tell the sun is coming up. Yeah. And they're all starting to lose their magical power. Mm-hmm. They're not happy about it. Well, I, especially because this is how you get splattered frogs. A lot of these guys are still pretty high up in the air. Oh, yeah. They're like clinging to the roof. Yeah. And some of them are just going to splat right onto the ground. Was it the movie Magnolia where it was raining frogs at one point? Vanilla Sky. Wasn't oh, it? Really? maybe it was both. I don't know. I mean, I'm pretty sure it was also Magnolia. Oh, no, I was thinking a different Tom Cruise yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 Magnolia. yeah, yeah. Exactly, yeah. yeah. <laughs> there you go. Uh, <laughs> I get them all confused. It was Mission Impossible. Mm-hmm. So then, right, so the frogs are extremely pissed off. Well, they, they have, they've all hopped home. I like there's like a little line of them going back yeah, to the, the swamp. Well, so the, ones that, the ones that were stuck in the country. Right. So now they've got Would like, you, what, it, frog homing devices inside, like birds? And well, they I mean, you can tell home. that this happened all over. If it, right. we were in the city, if we're in the country. But how many frogs and toads are in the swamp anyway? I mean, it depends on where we're at. Maybe I it's guess. like, maybe we're in swampland, maybe we're in Louisiana. Maybe all the frogs and toads in the entire world were affected by this. That, well... But, oh, but the, the timing, right? Right, right. So just in that time zone. Yeah, we're in a specific time zone. <laughs> Very specific time zone. I'm going to say it's the eastern time zone. Okay, yep. Mm-hmm. I would agree. <laughs> Not central. No, no, it's definitely eastern. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That yep. should help us narrow down what day this Exactly. Was. That will help so much with our research. <laughs> and then the humans are, you know, are they all awake the detectives and the police. Let's just say it's a slow crime the, day in this in this sunny little town. Well, I don't know. If if all of a sudden you woke up and there's lily pads and dead frogs everywhere, you might want to report Okay, on there that. are no dead frogs. Oh, there's dead picture. frogs. Oh, are there? You just can't see them. Okay. Maybe the cat who's in the corner ate them all. Yeah, why is there a cat helping with the investigation? That is weird. It's cute, though, because the cat's looking up, expecting more to come down. Oh, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, I was looking at this um, detective, and oh, I was like, detective. oh... Was this the guy from the beginning? Like, who was... No, because the guy See, from the beginning... There's right there. Was... He still has not put on any clothes. Oh, no. But... he Well, he had his midnight snack. He mm-hmm. went to bed. He woke up. He mm-hmm. saw the news van and was like, I'm going to be a star. Tell my, tell my crazy story. But yeah. what I don't get is, why is there an ambulance? Did someone, like, swerve? Oh, God. What happened to the old lady? <gasps> oh, Shoot. No, she never woke up. Stop that. I'm sorry. We saw a very old lady... "Quote unquote," asleep did in front say, of the television. Did you say sorry? 
Did I say sorry? I might have said sorry. Sort of a little Canadian there. Okay. Well, sorry. Uh, yeah, no, old lady, quote unquote, asleep in front of television. Now we see an ambulance. We only have a limited number of human characters in this book, Kate. That's awful. Two and two equals four, Kate. These are facts. If I had a drink, I would cheers the old lady. I would too. Maybe she'll come back as a ghost. And she crawled into Goodnight Moon. And or then... maybe she was fighting her adult son and she was rocking him before she went to her oh, own television. She, she looks a lot like that. Anyway, family. so the next page, you flip it and it says, Next Tuesday, 7.58 p.m. Mm-hmm. And you see the shadow of a pig on a barn start to rise. Mm-hmm. You can see the tail. It'll, it'll tail. And I wanted this to be the last page. Yeah, like, I, I would agree. I wanted my imagination. It's a little Chris Van Allsburg-y. So it would have worked well. You remember when we did uh, the Harris Burdick book where it was just like yeah. like a caption and a picture? This looks like it could have come out of that book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Easily. But no, you turn the page and it's just a bunch of happy pigs that are floating in the sky. Yeah, but how are they going to steer? I mean, at least the frogs had lily pads, right? Yeah, yeah. I really worry that they're going to like get too close to that weather vane and just start popping. Well, popping. I don't know. They they're look like balloons. they're blown up. They look like they're blown up. That's what a pig looks like. They're so roly-poly. <laughs> I'm just afraid what happens when, uh, when you know, it becomes 6 a.m., mm-hmm. sun starts coming up. Oh! All these pigs are flying out of yeah, the sky. Yeah, we get away with it with frogs. Frogs, you can drop a pretty far distance. Then you get the ambulance. Then you get some major ambulance. Because you're gonna going to have cars on. that are, like, have broken yeah. windshields. You're going to have people definitely get into accidents. Yeah. I mean, and I've got a pig... I mean, people are going to work at that time. Yeah, it's dangerous. If, if there's falling pigs coming out of the sky. But I kind of wish it ended with just the shadow of I the pig. I kind of have to agree. It would have been nice. I'm fine with this. I mean, it's for yeah, like, I mean, the little happy, kids who but... don't put two and two together. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. It makes sense. But that's it. Okay. Well, that's a lot. So, uh, I do have a little more background information about this. So, apparently, this is coming from the book 100 Best Books for Children, by the way. David Wiesner became fascinated with a different kind of picture book from the ones being published for children. After studying the work of Lind Ward, he knew he wanted to try to craft books with a minimum amount of words or no words. Books that allowed the pictures to do the storytelling by themselves. And for this book, he liked the name Tuesday because of the ooze sound in the name and it made him think of frogs. Interesting. Yes. I would not have considered that. No, me neither. You can actually, if you go to his website, uh, you can read his Caldecott acceptance speech for this, because he, he did win the gold sticker. It won the gold. Nice. Yes. Uh, and then it actually showed up at number 24 on the top 100 picture books list. Nice. A reasonable standing, yeah. I would say. There's apparently a video of it, uh, a short film. I have never seen it, uh, but if I can YouTube it, I will put it on the show notes. Okay. Um, oh, and the reviews were tepid. Uh, do you want to read a review in a snotty voice? <laughs> okay. Okay. So, uh, this is Publishers Weekly. It starts here with the word Wiesners. Wiesners, huh? Yes. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Wiesners' visuals are stunning, slightly surrealistic, imbued with mood and mystery, and ex- executed with a seemingly flawless command of palette and perspective. <gasps> But perhaps because this fantasy never... What's that word? Oh, Lord. 
coalesces. Oh, it never coalesces <laughs> around a human figure. It is less accessible and less resonant than his tales that center on a child protagonist. Mm-hmm. I will do my who own. Who needs a child? No, you must have a child. No. Says, so saith Publishers Weekly. A school library journal was also a little mixed. They were like, they start out, they always start out well. They're like, dominated by rich blues and greens and fully exploiting its varied perspectives. This book treats its readers to the pleasures of airborne adventure. It may not be immortal, but kids will love its lighthearted, meticulously imagined fun without a moral fantasy. Tuesday is bound to take off. <laughs> no moral. <laughs> Therefore, no one will ever remember it, it when be, it's done. Right. It won't it be immortalized. Won't. Was that... It will, yeah, no, I'm sorry, the, yeah, it may not be immortal. Ah, uh, well, no is one... anything? It's just... <laughs> right, but it seems like a high bar to set for any book you're reviewing. I don't, it has yeah. to be in Blues and Greens because it's taking it's place nighttime. at night. Yeah. Did we learn nothing for, oh, well, there's another book I, I we haven't done it yet, so never mind. But yes, Blues and Greens are very good for nighttime. Yeah. Yeah. So, All ratings? Right. Ratings time. I gave this a solid seven. I love the illustrations. I love the originality. I like the lack of a narrative via words Mm -hmm. because my brain can kind of put two and two together. Um, I like the fun of it. The only qualm I really have, I mean, sure, there's no moral and sure, there's no child protagonist, but who who cares? Um, Why would the cover show a couple minutes to nine o'clock? Rather than a couple minutes to eight o'clock, because that's when. Well, because they're already flying by this point, and they had to take right. off around eight. But right? when the when the story starts, though, it's isn't it? Oh, it's around eight. It's around eight, so it took them an hour to get to town. I guess is my thinking. I don't know. Just like I don't know. Of... I feel like that was done on purpose. If it had been nine, we'd be like, but it. But at almost eight, they wouldn't have gotten that far, right? I don't know. It also wouldn't be that dark. True. Well. Yeah. I don't know. It just seems It's kind debatable, of, I'll it, say. It was an interesting choice. You know, I've never noticed all the f- shadows of the frogs along the clock. Yeah. That's really interesting. You, I mean, beautiful illustrations. Yeah. Right up my alley. Love them. I love that Rusty is on the front cover there, yeah, too. Yeah, that is amazing. Yeah. Um, and it's a little creepy because you can see, like, one of the little hands frog, of the frog in fingers. the corner. Yeah. yeah. So you're not quite sure what it is, but you mm-hmm. know it's about a creature. It gives a mysterious feel to it very effectively, yeah. I think. And that's intriguing and makes people want to pick it up and read it. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree. I and, like it. I don't um, think it's... I, I, don't, I wouldn't give it anything higher than a 7, though, just because I don't think it's, like, the greatest book of all time. Yeah, but I think it's very strong. I'm petty, so I'm going to give it a 7.25. Oh, just so I can gosh. be Just so I can be that much... <laughs> That much higher than you. That okay, much. well, between my right seven and your 7.25, <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's a classic. It's a classic! Yay! Yay! Okay, letters time. Ooh. Uh, turns out lots of people like a holistic, which we were sort of <laughs> mediocre. We made a lot of people angry. We made them certainly disappointed, Kate. They were disappointed oh, not ang- us. Oh, They're not angry. Worse. It's much worse. It's much worse. <laughs> uh, Jan Cecina, who I happen to know, uh, wrote... I wholeheartedly believe Kraus Sendak's A Holes to Dig stands the test of time. Also agree that Kate is spot on with the dog peeing. So there's a scene that you pointed out where it looks like the little tiny dog is peeing. I brought that up and I was like, I wasn't sure. Um, He says it definitely is if you really want to see Sendak illustrating a dog peeing and pooping, (laughs) check out Some Swell Pup or Are You Sure You Want a Dog from 1976. Critics hated it. 
Okay. I've never heard of that book. Lark wrote in. She found a Scots version of The Tiger Who Came to Tea. You want to guess what it's called? Um, <laughs> I could probably be really offensive, but I won't. What is it? It, pretty, probably, it can't be worse than what it actually is. <laughs> the Tiger That Come for His Tay. <laughs> there was actually a translator involved with this book. I, I, I must tell you. I'll put the cover on the show That's notes awesome. there. That's Yep. Oh, Josh wrote in. He asked... This is about this, you know, this type of podcast. When did Fusate's drum roll, when introducing a book on the Fusate podcast, turn into a repetitive but a 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 Has it always been this way, or I just never noticed? Yes, it has always been that way. Is patting a Buddha belly a standard way to drum roll that I wasn't aware of? Patting a Buddha belly? Yeah, he then included a little gif of a cat patting another one, going Buddha 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 Buddha. So, yes, I'm going to say I've always done it that way because. I think I have. I know I've given, I've done a drum roll all this time. We've always done the drum roll. But I don't know if it's been a bada 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 bada. Sometimes you say it, sometimes you don't. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I'd I have think, to. I think lately. I'd actually have to check a previous episode. Yeah. And yeah. I. I think you've been I doing it a lot. I am a busy woman, Kate. I got no time for right. these things. Right. Yeah. It depends on how long it takes for you to take the book out of the bag. Exactly. If it's easily accessible, boom. Boom. If you gotta take it out of the bag, if you gotta move some stuff around, That's if you gotta make about. sure you don't hit the microphone. That's what I'm saying. Hey. It's usually you me stall. just trying to be like, where's the freaking book? Fill some noise. Exactly. Fill the noise. Uh, we have an answer for Tell Me a Mitzi on what Potsy means. This was Ooh, the word yeah. written at the top of the hopscotch. Two yeah. people wrote in. Yuli says, Potsy is just another name for the game of hopscotch, and of course is one of many things traditionally written at the top of a hopscotch game, including, but not limited to, home, heaven, and safe. You know, I just saw a hopscotch on the sidewalk a couple days ago, and it said heaven. Really? Yeah. That's symbolic. I don't know what that means. Uh, Lita also wrote in. She said, Potsy is what we used to call the thing. Stone, usually, we threw onto the court to then pick oh. up as we hopped. So two alternative versions. Interesting. And one last thing. A couple people wrote this in, um, including Kathy. Uh, there was a recent New Yorker piece on Amelia Bedelia. It was called The Secret Rebellion of Amelia Bedelia, The Bartleby of Domestic Work. <laughs> so highly recommend that. I'll link to that in the show notes as well. Cool. Grown-up things we like? Mine is about death. Great! Let's start with you. <laughs> So, have you ever heard of Caitlin Doty? I have. I buy adult books from my library, so yes. Yes. She wrote this book called Smoke Gets in Your Eyes a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. She um, started her own funeral home in Los Angeles because she used to work at a funeral home um, and didn't like the way the funeral business is run. She thinks that people should be given the options to have a natural death if they want, where they are, don't have to be embalmed, where they don't have to be put in a $10,000 casket or whatever. Um, So she's very interested in death, and she's very funny and sarcastic, and I like her. She wrote a follow-up book called um, Traveling the World to Find the Good Death from Here to Eternity, where she goes around the world and discovers how different cultures uh, observe death. So she'll go to Mexico and um, observe uh, Dia de los Muertos. Mm-hmm. Um, she'll go to Indonesia. She'll go to um, a, this, a rural town in Colorado where um, they set up uh, you know, a place to essentially do a cremation outside. Oh, and nice. it's the only public one in the entire United States. There's one private one, but this is the only public mm-hmm. one because there's so many rules and restrictions around it. Um, it's a very interesting book. I highly recommend her. Kaylin Doty, D-O-U-G-H-T-Y. Very funny. Very 
very good. And about death. So if you're like afraid of death and you want to just like confront yourself with it and in a funny and realistic manner and straight to the point, she's your go-to gal. She is very popular in my library. Yeah. I must say. Yeah. yeah. Good recommendation. She does YouTube videos too. Oh, so. that's awesome. I um, should check ask it out. Ask a mortician. And so oh, she, that sounds good. Yeah. So you can ask her anything and she's very funny. That's so. awesome. Yeah. Okay. Mine's about a pretty scarf. Um, <laughs> so you did death and I did a pretty scarf. So for the Newberry Caldecott Banquet, I made a scarf and the scarf is silk and it is all blue, but it is blue covers of Caldecott award and honor books. And I did this very, very easily because if you go to, and I love the name of this site, Bags of Love, Bags of Love makes it super easy to make a scarf out of any images you upload. And they look beautiful. And they're really nice. And so you, can you, get, took, you took a pre-existing scarf? It, they take, they make the scarf. Oh, they how, made you the scarf. can, you can arrange the images uh, okay. on the, their little scarf thing there. You upload the images and then they print it out and send it to you. And you can say what color thread you want and what kind of, do you want silk or do you want a different kind of substance? Is it expensive? It's not. It's super affordable. What do you mean by affordable? I think it was anywhere between 20 and $25. Sold. Yeah, I'm, I'm talking about. It. No, I'm a cheap woman, so when we'll, I say it's affordable, it's actually affordable. So yeah. We'll go. We'll put pictures of your scarf on Instagram. Yes, I'll put pictures on Instagram after we do a conference that already happened in exactly. the future past. In the future, in the future past. <laughs> Wonderful. All right. Well, then, reporting from the future past. Yes. I've been Betsy. I'm still Kate. Okay. Bye. <laughs> Fusing Kate is a Fuse Number Eight production. You can reach us at FuseKDate at gmail.com. You can follow our podcast on Twitter at Fuse underscore Kate. You can follow us on Instagram at Fuse8Kate. That's Fuse number 8 Kate. Follow us on iTunes and rate our podcast if you're so inclined. Our music is by Haddon Kime, and our Mighty Morphin Power Ranger is Drew Atienza. Fuse8 and Kate is a creation of Kate Ramsey and Betsy Bird. <laughs> <laughs>